Let's go. It is Sunday Poor, Thursday night edition. Hope you guys enjoyed the Big Lebowski show for Monday. That was uh, an all-timer. Somehow we ended up talking about the most random aspects of that movie. We talked about Bowling Alley for a good hour, I think. We just, just talked about Bowling Alleys, basically. It was amazing. Check it out if you haven't seen it yet. Uh, but we're here on Thursday. Yankees are one out away from winning their first game in Cleveland. That'll be two out of three if uh, a role this Chapman can finish off the Cleveland Indians or the Cleveland baseball team. I don't know if we're doing that with uh, this with uh, this team or not. But, um, yeah, some positives come out of it. Maybe we'll get to it a little bit later. Ant, let's get you going over here. How the fuck are you doing tonight, my man? What's up? Uh, not too much. Had a little glass of white wine before. That's a little different, a little change of pace. A little Chardonnay, a little Pinot Gris, a little, a little Sauvignon Blanc. Uh, I don't know what it was. Was it, was it dry? I, know, I was cooking with it, and I just drank the rest. Uh, there was one glass left out of the bottle. Didn't even bother with the glass, actually. It was sh- straight out of the bottle. <laughs> I'm asking you for if it had uh, notes of, if it had notes of uh, honey or if it had notes of, uh, I don't know, blackberry or something you're like i don't know i'm just chugging it out of the bottle I'm yeah sure. i'm not a white wine guy i can't really get into it i've given it a shot but when i cook with it i uh out of respect i throw a little bit back you know yeah it's white wine is fine i don't know a little, if you got a little fish where you make where are you making with it tonight uh piccata a little chicken piccata a little chicken piccata you know what i don't make enough of is any kind of veal. You just got to do veal cutlets like once in a while. Yeah, veal could be tricky. Uh, I've made ve- – I probably count on one hand how many times I've made veal. Yeah. Uh, strike three there to end it. I was um, I, pr- I could probably count on one hand how many times – on one hand how many times I've made veal. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last time I did it, though, was probably – wasn't that long ago? Maybe a month ago, a month or so. Mm-hmm. I did chops. Oh, nice. Okay. They actually came out pretty good. Probably the best I've ever made it. It's tough because veal's literally, no pun, no pun intended, it's tough. Yeah. So I, yeah. I feel like I cooked these perfectly. Mm. And, like, most of the bites were nice and tender. But there's still one or two pieces that's, like, tough. Like, it's just, I don't know. It's, it's tricky veal. It's like we talked about with the lamb. Like, if you just go too, too long with it, I think it's going to be a little chewy, right? It's not the same, basically the same deal. Like, you've got to cook it, like, just the perfect amount of time. You yeah, can't. I marinated them, like, overnight, I think, or maybe it was all day. Yeah. And I kind of stewed them. kind of did them, like, in some uh, – and probably in some white wine and some broth. Yeah, it's, you got to get a little uh, a little creative with veal. It's not like chicken you just throw it on the grill. You got you to gotta treat veal like a lady. <laughs> That's what you got to do. I'd just be happy to do just veal cutlets, just uh, egg and bread them, fry them yeah. up, do them like that. I said it's been it's been far and few between uh, having veal. Usually, it's when I go out, I'll get a veal chop or something like that. Yeah, that's um, why. Like it's, it's a special a, occasion when yeah. I cook veal. But, uh, so, because I, I so I usually get it when I go out. So it's you know that's my go-to veal or pork. You know, when uh, my brother started dating his now wife of twenty-two years, uh, uh, she was she was a vegetarian, and. Uh, you know, I took a little offense. I took a little offense to that as a carnivore myself, and I'm right, T Rex that you are. I'm, I'm almost positive 
I hope I didn't like make this up in my head to make myself sound cooler over the years. My most positive the first time we went out to dinner, I purposely ordered veal because I know that like, that's a vegan trigger. Oh yeah. So that's or- definitely yeah, the so buzzword. I, yeah, so I think I got veal something just the first time out, just as like just to stick it to her a little bit. <laughs> the the veal is is that a baby calf? Is that what it is? Yeah, and they it's really like terrible conditions. They raise them like in small little crates in the dark and stuff, and it's yeah, it is just comes out so delicious. <laughs> it does. I mean, it does. It's like someone's got gonna eat them. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Like. I'm, I'm not doing it i don't i don't have to tell you like i'm just eating it i, I, I don't know what to tell you i just I'm, i can't i can't say i can't put myself in a place where i feel bad for a baby idiot cow you're not the, you're not the one killing bambi yeah you're not pulling the trigger right yeah i mean i gotta eat we gotta eat man it's a it's, it's what i and i'm not eating veal six times a week it's no. the fucking food chain what do you want from me it's the food chain I can't. I mean, I can't do the whole veal, uh, the vegan thing. I don't know how people do just vegetables. I could do like for a meal. I could do like scuttle on beans. Like I don't need to have meat like all the time, but I can do. Uh, I, I could do. I could do a, a meal or two without meat. I could probably go a couple of days without meat if I had to. I have a hard time going a meal. <laughs> to be honest with you, <laughs> well, I like just said I center everything around like, all right, what am I taking out of the freezer tonight? You know, turkey, chicken. It's just I don't know. The habit, I guess. Uh, well, like for breakfast, like for breakfast, you do like like I don't know some fruit pieces. Uh, oh, breakfast is different. Yeah, breakfast is different. For for lunch, you could do well. Yeah, I was gonna say like a salad with chicken, but it's not really. That's pretty vegetarian, though. Grilled chicken with salad is kind of vegetarian, minus the chicken. Yeah, I like a nice salad for lunch, but yeah, you gotta have a little protein in there. Yeah, I'm not doing tofu in a salad. Can't I guess you that. could put a couple of hard boiled eggs, but I prefer yeah. I prefer a hard boiled egg with a little like turkey meat or something yeah oh yeah so okay that's possible that, that that's lunch big salad with eggs chef salad and minus then di- the meat dinner you said pasta primavera or something like that you just load up on carbs yeah it could be i mean it can't right be done up. yeah i mean scott on beans is like my favorite vegetarian dish ever and it's one of my favorite regular just any dish so yeah i was gonna say broccoli rob but Got a little sausage. A little sausage. Broccoli broccoli. <laughs> uh, I could I could just saute the broccoli rabe with, with a ton of garlic and go that way too. That's good stuff. You could, you could. Your sausage just yeah. takes it up a little notch. Yeah, yeah. Crumbled sausage in there. That's nice. Yep. Yeah, but the piccata is. Uh, I don't know if you've ever made it though. You I ever was, make that? Maybe I don't. Know. I always get those confused. The piccata and the uh, salt and Oh, oh Marsala. Marsala, yeah. Although Marsala is easy Marsala wine. We know that's the easy one to separate there. Piccata's with capers. Mm. That's what separates that, I think. I do capers and artichoke hearts. Okay. Yeah, I have done that. Yeah. Comes out like a little light brown, the sauce. Yeah. Nice. A little white wine, little broth. Mm-hmm. The story behind it is with my wife went on our first date to this Italian restaurant that mm-hmm. – uh, I'm pretty sure I ordered veal piccata. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have ordered chicken piccata. I ordered veal piccata, and it wasn't good. And I was just like, I don't even know if I had made it to this point. I don't think I had made it yet. And I was like, Jesus Christ. I was like, I could do better than this. And ever since then, I've just kind of been making it. I make it like once, you know, once every couple months maybe. All right. A little spinach, put on a little bed of rice. Mm, nice. Yep. 
Good stuff. Picada is a good dish. Nice and easy too. Not a lot of you need capers, artichoke hearts, you know, chicken, chicken breast. Cut it up. That's it. Yeah, perfect. Simple. That's the beauty. That's the beauty of these dishes. Simple. simple. Yeah. yeah. Dredge it in a little bit of flour. Brown it. And throw it in with the mixture. Everything. There it is. Look, on Monday night you're giving us uh, your tips on how to make a white Russian. Tonight it's uh, the chicken piccata. You're doing your. You're the you're the Emma Lagasse of podcasting, basically. I am uh, multifaceted. It's like I, I could slum it, or I could just, you know, hit you with. Well, I guess chicken piccata isn't exactly uh, tiramisu, but uh, <laughs> you know, it's still it's, it's a step up from uh, drinking white Russians in a bowling alley. Tiramisu isn't that hard. I mean, it's it's not. It's a little bit time consuming. No, it's not. It took, it did like in an hour. It's not. It's a little bit difficult to make. But it's on the fringe of time consuming. Anything more than an hour, I would it's, say. It's not that bad though. It really isn't. If you and you, you have like an electric mixer, you're all set. You don't need any. It's. Are you a big tiramisu guy? My wife always gets tiramisu for dessert. Whenever, whenever we go out, and I just you know I pick up the scraps basically. I like yeah, I do yeah. like it a lot. But I mean, I'm not going to order it for my. I just just pick it off her dish. So if you were gonna split a dessert. Would you, is that your number one seed at a nice, you know, restaurant where like cheesecakes yeah. maybe on there? Tiramisu yeah. is your go to. Yeah. Yep. I don't know if I really have one. No, I do I like don't. a cheesecake. I don't really have one. I, it's really my number one because it's her number one. But I, I, I mean, I really enjoy them, but I don't really have number one. Just like a chameleon, dessert chameleon. You just, I, I whatever. Just, I, I change yeah. colors. I, exactly. I mix right in with whatever is on the table. You throw out some good, uh, good trait. Throw out some cookies, like little pinoy cookies or little biscottis, you know, like I'm good. Oh, to go. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Some uh, rainbow tangos. cookies. Yeah. Rain- oh, rainbow cookies with the tits for sure. I was, at, I was in a Costco a few weeks ago and there was a, you know, how they do the samples. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's a woman behind the glass and she's, you know, set up her station with rainbow cookies. And I was like, oh, I never get the samples because, you know, it's a little trashy in the sample. But whatever. I saw a rainbow cookie. Like, I'll try one of those. <laughs> yeah, I got it. And she's like, oh, no, sir, we're not doing samples. I'm like, you're set up. <laughs> what is this? It's like I'm just going to come here and read the back of the box like I'm eating cereal. <laughs> Wait, so what was she set up for? I don't know. It's like, why are you even here? It's like <laughs> – I was blown. Away. I was like a little perplexed by. It. I was like, "All right, we're not doing samples." I guess that is technically, you know, protocol. It's responsible, but you know, it was like ten. It was ten, eleven in the morning. I hadn't eaten breakfast yet, and I wanted a rainbow cookie. Shit! Did you go? Did you go to the pastry shop afterwards and get a couple just to have some? I forget what day it was. It's, I, I don't think. I don't think I went and got rainbow cookies. It may have been a day I went to the pastry shop, though. Who knows? Oh, well, right. Could have been Easter weekend. I don't know. It wasn't that big of a craving if you didn't go. If you didn't like get the itch and have and go directly to a pastry shop just to get them afterwards, go a coffee. Well, it wasn't that big of an itch. I just wanted a little sample. No, I know, but, like, but but you just kind of get that you get the taste in your mouth, and you want to wet your whistle a little bit. You got it on your mind. You can't shake it, you know. Yeah, rainbow cookies, nice. You get that sometimes, right? Where you just get that that thought in your yeah. head. You gotta, I don't know, but maybe you see it on TV. That shit always happens to me if I'm watching a TV show or something. Sopranos is the all time worst. With giving you cravings for something you haven't had in a long time. But if you watch an episode of Sopranos and somebody's eating something, 
Mm-hmm. Oh, I could really go for that. I haven't had that in forever. And then a week later, you're still thinking about it. Yes, Sopranos could do that with ice cream. Sure. Yeah. You Hot Fudge Sunday. Yeah. So maybe this is it. Maybe it's just another nudge in the direction. Maybe one day, it'll just like be in the back of your head. You'll get like a little bit of that sweet tooth. That's another thing. You're not mm-hmm. really a big sweets guy. So maybe it's just, you know, because you haven't wanted anything sweet after that. Maybe the next, yeah. time, next time you're in the mood for something, you're going to be like, you know what? I need a rainbow cookie. Right. Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't say I'm somewhere in the middle with a sweets guy. I'm not, I know you're like, you're serious. It's like a lifestyle for you. Sweets. <laughs> what do you mean? You always have sweets in the house, man. You're like, yeah, uh, it's like I've, you're insulin. I have little kids. <laughs> what does that mean? You would have you would have you would have candy in the house if you didn't have little kids. Candy? No, I would not have as much. I might have like, I might have like one or two things, just because you know once in a while you gotta have, you gotta have something nearby. Like a, like All right, so before you had kids, before you had kids, you would still go to the Seven Eleven, load up, like even if it was for one night. Yeah, I get like a thing of Twizzlers or some Skittles. Yeah. Absolutely. You got to mix in the fruit with the chocolate, sugar. Yeah, if I'm doing like, if it's like for a movie, it's like, it's going to be usually something like fruity, usually. Right. We talked about that. It's like Sour Patch. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's always Sour Patch kids around the house. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, You're a sweets guy. If you always have Sour Patch kids in the house, but I'm not picking not, not, not a lot of yeah, but they're there though. They're there. That's making me a big sweets guy. If I insurance went, if policy. I, if I that's you don't you don't plan on crashing your car, but you have a policy. <laughs> you don't let it lapse. <laughs> Does that make me a safety guy? I got I don't know. You're, you're you're slapping labels on me here. I thought you were a well confirmed sweets guy. Yeah, I I like sweets. I don't know if that you make you're making me have to be like. Uh, an Oompa Loompa or something. <laughs> I didn't think I was going that far. <laughs> That's what it felt like. I felt attacked a little bit. And you're not coming out. You're not coming out in green paint, fucking singing, <laughs> singing, Good, singing songs. I'll, I'll prep a song for Monday show. <laughs> Don't give me incentive. I'll get it. I'll get it going. <laughs> um. Yeah, you're not Augustus Gloop. No, I'm not. Thank you. Okay, so this, we, we, we put some distance between me and these ugly stereotypes of, uh, of the sweet tooth. How many boxes of Girl Scout cookies have you gone through? Oh, I, I didn't buy any this year. There you go. You didn't buy any Girl Scout cookies? I didn't buy any Girl Scout cookies this year. That's, that's bizarre. Deadline kind of slipped by me. didn't realize. <laughs> it wasn't by, like, by design. I just I just missed the deadline. It wasn't like I'm on a diet. Right, right, right. I, I mean, matter of fact, like beginning of the year, I didn't drink like for a couple of months. We talked about this, and I did eat a lot more cookies than normal. But I had, this, had Oreos in the house all the time. You're replacing addictions. I just needed something, man. Like I just needed something to do. You know? And I and I I I wanted to reach for drinks more times. I just was like, I wanted a beer. Like sit down, and have a beer with after dinner or, or a third or fourth class of wine. And uh, I just wasn't doing it. I just needed to have something to kind of give me, yeah, give me a little, get me through that, that uh, temptation. The cookies. A little sugar were, rush. Cookies were there for me. M- with milk? I had, some, I, had, I had Oreos with milk tonight. 
Yeah, you're a, you're a sweets guy. You're <laughs> definitely a sweets guy. Well, I get what they're hanging around, man. I got they're fucking delicious. You know, for me, I got the double stuff uh, golden Oreos. Oh, those things are amazing. Uh, I'm not a big golden guy. I got to go chocolate. Chocolate's great too. I'll get them next time. I'll get, Probably golden. I don't know. Golden, golden never golden, really man. did it for me. Oh, they're phenomenal. You're missing. Well, you out. like vanilla. You're a big vanilla. Vanilla. Right? Yeah, vanilla is number is the best ice cream you could have. It's vanilla is the like pinnacle of ice cream, and it's just too perfect. Everything else is really like chocolate's really good, mm-hmm. cookie dough's really good, mint good, whatever whatever you want. It's all good, but vanilla is like the king, the king's flavor. It's just like it's classy. It's vanilla. It's like that makes it a little bougie, though, doesn't it? Like chocolate's like the working man's ice cream. It might be a little bougie, but <laughs> I, don't, I don't. I can't. I can't. I can't defend its bouginess, but uh, I'm not. I'm not ashamed of it, though. Yeah, I mean, I'm a chocolate guy, but I, I'm not going to badmouth vanilla to make my point. <laughs> what I do guy. hate is the Neapolitan. There's no reason for strawberry to be involved. I do not like Neapolitan. I like I like the Neapolitan. Uh, Marwin Gonzalez just struck out on a hit by pitch. That was nice. <laughs> um, no, nah, yeah, I'm not. I'm not a big Neapolitan. I just bought two two things of ice cream because I was in Big White earlier in the week. Two friendlies pints. No, p- forget pints. Whatever they are, quarts. Chocolate. I got a. Uh, <laughs> A, I'm like the exact opposite. I got a double chocolate cookie dough. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna get in, I'm gonna get into that this weekend. That does so, sound that does sound pretty good. And then I got a butter pe- butter pecan. It's a little vanilla. Oh, that's butter a, pecan's nice. Butter pecan's a little bougie. It's a kind. Of, it's kind of a bougie flavor. Butter pecan is a little bougie. I, sometimes I get that in a cone mixed with another flavor, a little chocolate with the butter pecan. I don't know if I ever had butter pecan. I like to come by and just get a scoop of that. Butter pecan's pretty good. BYOC, bring my own cone. Yeah. You give me a scoop on top of a cone for me? All right. What kind of cone are we talking? <laughs> the sugar cones, like the sugar talk- cones. Yeah. All right. Yeah. As long as it's not like those uh you know, we talked about the shitty cones that they sell. Oh the this- ones that they all pack it. There's like twelve of them. Yeah. The papers then, yeah. Falling they off. Fall apart. It's like eating communion, those things. Yes. Yeah, it is the host. Yeah. It's disgusting. And it's not you don't even get the benefits of communion with it. Right. You don't even cleanse your soul <laughs> right. by eating one of those things. Do we talk do we talk about uh the abomination that is that was on the show, right? The abomination that is um the fuck's name of that goddamn place. Um Coldstone. Coldstone. That wasn't the show, right? That was just No, that was yeah, I see. I can't even really speak to Cold Stone because I went. God, it was probably like fifteen mm. years ago. I was there once and I never went back. Don't go. Don't go to Cold Stone. That place is overrated trash. It is garbage ice cream. It's not like first of all, it's not ice cream. I don't know what they do to it, but the fact that they take a scoop of it, they put it on their little slab, they like whip it around with like a couple spatulas or something. Yeah, and it just all stays together. There's no melting. I'm sure the thing's cold. But you do it with any kind of ice cream, you see a little melting around it. So the fact that it all stays together, that's what you're putting in your stomach. And it's just going to form a gigantic blob in your stomach, <laughs> fucking stick to every inch that it can get to. And it's going to stay in there. Oh, it might not stay in there for that long. 
but it probably does. And there's going to be some remnants in there. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's going to be. It's good. It's like chewing. It's like swallowing gum. It's going to be there for seven years. Yeah, it's gross. Need some squatters don't, hanging don't, around. Don't go to fucking Coldstone. That place is garbage. Get some real fucking ice cream. And they put weird man. stuff in the uh, in the tra- in the uh, ice cream. Is that like you can get all kinds of crazy shit? It's you no, know, it's yeah, it's regular stuff. I mean, it's sprinkles and chocolate chips and fudge. Oh, okay. And uh, like you know, brownie chunks and gummy bears and gummy worms. Like I don't mind all that goofy shit. Like it's you know. So what's like their like pe- what's their uh, like the way oh, they, is it? Like the way I'm they looking at it right now, yeah. Like the way they do it, I think is the appeal. Mm. It's gross. You can get it like in the cone in the what do you call it? In the cup. The cone in, in the cup. cup, yeah. The cone in the cup, yeah. Is that how they do it? Uh, that's yeah, that's actually. I got a cone and it's just too much. It's like I like a nice big Sunday too. I get you know, get a banana split, phenomenal. That's like four scoops of ice cream, that's great. But this is just uh, something about it. like three bites in, four bites in. I got a small, I had like four bites, and I was like, this is gross. I threw it out, really. You just tossed it. Tossed it. I was like, I can't do this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna fucking shit my pants on the way home. This is crazy. <laughs> yeah, that. I mean, I'm trash. I, 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 trash. Like, I, we talk ice cream, and like, it, this is one sweet that I am a little passionate about. <clears throat> this and like pastry, I would say. Mm. Pastry is my all-time number one, but I'm pretty passionate about ice cream too. But I'm also like, I'm not that pick like cold stone seems like something that like oh i gotta have cold stone. like it seems like something particular that somebody would want mm. whereas i'm happy with a mcflurry give me a mcflurry oh, yeah all day nice. yeah give me a frosty from wendy's you know give yep. me a uh you know what i haven't had in forever like dairy queen oh, i'll do a dq trip this this summer do a dq oh, yeah. trip for sure long yeah. overdue yeah because when you said banana split that made me think of dairy queen all right I think I used to get something like the what, what are they? Is it blizzards at Dairy Queen? Is that what they're called? Oh yeah, the blizzards are phenomenal. Oh yeah, I got a, a long overdue for a blizzard. What are the blizzard flavors? Because I, I they, they like their own M and M's. Oh M and M's Oreo Heath, peanut butter cup. Oh Heath bars. Heath bar. Oh, uh, phenomenal. That's four of them. But there's I think there might be a banana split one. I don't Is that know. A blizzard. I don't know. I haven't eaten in a minute either. Butterfinger, Butterfinger Blizzard. Nice. nice. I could be just thinking of McFlurries now. I don't know. I think you're just going on the candy aisle. Yeah, Almond Joy. <laughs> Baby they, should, they should make an Almond Joy Blizzard. Baby Ruth would be good. Baby Ruth Blizzard. Sure. Can't go wrong with a Blizzard. It's just the name is cool. Yeah, yeah. The name's really cool. It really cool. tells it all. Cools you right down. All right, we'll, we'll do it. I got a DQ right up here by us, too, so... I'm here all over the place. I don't know why I'm. I don't know why I'm acting like we're special up here. They're everywhere. Yeah, I have one like ten. Well, I've been like fifteen minutes away. But D- and DQ also has. I don't know if it's just the one by me, or because I don't really know too many DQ. I haven't really been to too many. Don't don't Dairy Queens have like a little old school flavor to them? Like the parking lot is always set up kind of like those. Uh, you know, like the old school. Like roller skating, like from the fifties, those like. There's always benches outside. Every Dairy Queen I could think of has just like picnic benches outside. It's like very welcoming. Picnic, picnic tables. Yeah, come hang out. Yeah, I know. Like our DQ, oh, there's always high school kids like hanging out there. Very wholesome way to hang out on a Friday night. 
you know, not doing drugs or anything or shooting up or having the sex. Yeah, go to nice. a DQ. Yeah. It's solid. Good for you guys. It's, yeah, wholesome. <laughs> Some wholesome fun. See the 50s. That's like American graffiti. I think of those, those you know, those di- – not they weren't called diners. What were they called? Drive-thrus, drive-ins? Drive, drive, drive-in restaurant yeah i guess yeah. that's what it that's what a dairy queen feels like to me kind of like uh if you saw you've seen the founder with the first ever mcdonald's yeah of course it was yeah. very like very inviting people mm-hmm. hanging around yeah that's that's how a dairy queen feels to me it could just be in my head i don't know it's very so welcoming you haven't been there in like 10 years it's, it's probably <laughs> been longer it's probably been longer but long overdue for a blizzard Do you, you need a blizzard did you uh I feel like this is a stupid question because this is probably done everywhere in the country. But when you guys won in Little League, I coached you for ice cream? Um, I remember getting bought. Yeah, something. it was usually from the snack bar, though. We didn't oh, – I don't think we man. took the show on the road. Went to the snack bar, dogs, oh, fries, no, and then probably like airheads or something. I don't know. No, I remember coaches to being like, yeah, meet us at whatever ice cream place. <clears throat> probably, that probably happened once. I don't know. Oh no, it was. You gotta, you gotta win, though, man. You got incentive, to, incentive to win. You didn't you go win. You didn't go if you lost. No. No, 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 no ice cream for losers, man. Coffee's for closers only. No, you guys weren't. You guys weren't getting like a pat on the back after losing four out of five. No ice no. cream. No. Jesus, God, no. Getting pats in the back, tell them how, how oh, it's all going to come together later. <laughs> later? No fucking stress. This, this is now. Yeah, later. Yeah, it's only a 20 game season. <laughs> yeah. We yeah, don't have no. time for this shit. Yep. Me, I, can't, I wish I remember. I could picture the place too. I can't remember that. I can't remember where it was or what it was called. But I could picture the inside of the place because you just knew when you were there, you were fucking, you were, you were winners. You associate the play. Oh, yeah, all right. There you go. You associate it with winning. Yeah, absolutely. Good childhood memory right yeah. there. Yep. Couldn't could right, not well, tell you. you could not tell you where it is located though, or even the name of it or anything like that. But I could, you I could, can't even tell like the town. Yeah. Well, it's probably Poughkeepsie, but I have no could idea. Could have been Wappingers though. <laughs> yeah. Get, actually, yeah, it could have been. Yeah. There's a chance. <laughs> There's a slight, slight chance. Yeah. All right. We'll have to go searching. We'll have to go searching that out next time we're up there. I'm sure it's long gone. Because yeah, because I cause he, because I did not like even just growing up. I know the ice cream places we frequented, and that wasn't one of them when I was you know older. When I was a teenager. So you had a couple ice cream places up there. Oh yeah, best Deborah T's, best one. You go. You go. Is that like a fam family owned joint? Uh, maybe that place was closed. I just remember it was closed in the winter. Like they'd only be open seasonally and then summer come around, whatever, whenever they opened up, they opened up in the spring. And then, uh, you go to the, you go to the batting cages or the, uh, mini golf or driving range right by there. And then you go over there for ice cream. Always. In the summer, you have to wait in line. You have line sometimes, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. It's one of those things you'll people wait for that shit in the summer, man. People will wait. People will wait 20, 30 minutes in line for ice cream. Yeah, I drove. There was we did that last year. There was a line at the, at a good place up here, 
And I was like, I'm not waiting in line. So instead of waiting the instead of waiting the ten minutes in line, I drove ten minutes to another place. <laughs> that didn't have a line. That didn't have a line. I don't know if it was worth it or not, but like just lines bother me. And it was also like the what the world was reopening again after you know getting used to COVID and stuff. So I didn't really know. Right. Was... So all the animals were out. Yeah. They're coming again, man. They're coming again. You wait, you wait and see. Oh, they're they they're already here. They've <laughs> they've been here. They haven't gone anywhere. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I got, uh, I got I got an idea. Let me know if it's Chris. It's it's crazy idea. It's a grand idea. Um, it's going to require a little bit of work mm-hmm. for, the, for the show. It's going to require a little bit of work. There's going to be minimal payoff for the work that you, that we did. Because okay. I can't really do this without you. So, want I want to? I'm I'm interested in doing a charity softball game. Okay. Now, like, we, I'd have to put up a few bucks of my own. For, like, I figure, like, we get some hot. It's just like hot dogs, some chips and shit. Get a keg. Like, we split a keg. I I, I crunch the numbers. Crunch the numbers, and if we can like. Everything like water, Gatorade, shit like that, cups. We get that shit all donated. If we get 16 more players, if we get like 10 to 20 guests, I figure we could make a few bucks. It'll only be like $500. Like, yeah. But like, whatever. You get a softball game, you get a keg, and uh, donate a few bucks to whatever charity. If I, I don't know, like $500, not peanuts. But I think we could do it. If we, if we can get, I don't know, 36 to 46, or not, I don't know why I said six, but like 35 to 45 people all together, I'm going to make a few bucks. And all playing or just all donating? All do- donating. 16, all the players would have to donate. You have to donate to play. Like 20 bucks a person. Okay. We just got to um, settle on a charity. Yeah. Yeah. You think we could pull something like that off? Like in, uh, sometime in May or June? It's possible. Busy people have busy schedules, so that's that's a tough one to get that many people on board with oh. the same. Yeah, I know, I know. So, so it had to be a Sunday in one of those months because I can't do Saturdays. So it had to be a Sunday. It's, I'm not. I'm not saying it's impossible. Maybe a charity wiffle ball game that'd be easier. Oh, that's yeah. That's a much better idea, actually. Probably easier to pull off. Yeah, a charity wiffle ball game. That way you don't need to have a specific number of players. Yep, yep. Okay, now we're talking. A Sunday poor charity football game. It's right up our alley, too. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, That makes so much better sense. You don't need gloves or waivers. (laughs) No, you don't need anything. You just show up. Which I wouldn't do waivers anyway, but we wouldn't need them. No. We got to do a 50-50 raffle. Okay. All right. Cool. All right. Well, let's fucking – we'll have to work on a date. That's basically it. I figure we need like at least a month to figure shit out. Right. Um, so a month from today is May 23rd. We'll say May, we'll say May 30th is the earliest first date we can go for. Yeah. Let's ask, that's Memorial day weekend. The 30th is Memorial day. Yeah. Well, it's, it's yeah. That's oh, but it, Memorial day Eve. Oh, but that's also Sunday. I don't know. Right. 
So it's possible. All right, we'll we have to do like a morning, do like a morning game, like eleven a.m. start or something. Yeah, but there, and there's, there's going to be a keg too. Right, per of course. And okay, well, we need a location too. Where we want, where do we want to take this thing? Now, wiffle ball is easier because you don't need to like rent. You don't need to like talk. No about permit or anything. Yeah. Hmm. Good we, location. I don't know. We got time to figure that out. Okay. We need a location. Good. There you have it. All right. Good. Grand idea. Minimal playoff. That's name of the game right there. Yep. Well done. That's a nice. It's a nice audible right there. Wolf of ball. Yeah. Wolf of ball. Way better. Perfect. All right. We'll put some feelers out there. If you get to this point in the show and you don't fucking text one of us about this, I'm gonna be pissed. Okay. I'm gonna give it a couple of days to let it rest, and then let it marinate a little bit. And then, and then I'm gonna start putting out the feelers uh, myself. So to see who's uh, who's around. The, we'll start with the 30th and work from there. Yeah, Sunday morning. Yeah, beautiful. it's a holiday weekend, so that's something that where most people are at least around. Yeah. I don't know. Don't travel on a holiday weekend. Yep. And I don't want to go. And I don't want to golf on that day because more of the weekends like a miserable time to golf because everybody's fucking golfing. Everyone golfs that day, the weekend. So. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I want to play golf, but I, that's fine with me if I don't golf that Sunday. I'm sure we'll lose a couple, though, to golf. That's the only problem with Monday, with the morning thing. Oh, uh, okay. But you put it out there now, they play golf on Saturday. I mean, you, you can't, you can't not book a tee time a month ahead of time. So, <laughs> all right. yeah. All right. There it is. It's out there. All right. Sweet. Excellent. Job. It's on the listeners now. Yep. We're counting on you guys. And we'll work on the charity. We have time for the charity. Yeah, I don't really even know any good charities, to be honest with you. We'll Not the most charitable out. guy. We'll figure something out. Essential workers, something like that. Good year yeah. for that. Cancer research is always good, that kind of stuff. Yeah, you got to do something that's like everyone's on board with. And not for not really, you know what? This is also selfishly, this would be good for the show because the one thing we're not very good at, admittedly so, is like promotion. We do the, we nah. do, we do the bare minimum of, for promotion, which is fine. Whatever, like we we like doing the show. It's going to be out there. Whatever, it's out in the world. Great, we just like doing it. No big deal. But well, yeah, know. big shows. I mean, big shows have someone do their promoting, right? I can't picture so much work promoting your show. Well, they also that's also their full time job. Like we have full time jobs. That's true. No. <laughs> that's true too. Yeah. So. <laughs> And, and right, they make money so they can hire people to promote the shows. But I digress. What this, what this will do is we'll create like um, a little bit of like a, a lifestyle. Like, oh, not like, hey, look at us. But like, you know, we're like the fun guys who do the wolfball shit, you know? Like wolfball, yeah. charity, we're doing it for a good cause and stuff. Like it, it creates like a little bit of, um, not an aura. Just, you know, it's the lifestyle of the Sunday poor group. It's good it's karma, a, if nothing else. And good karma, yeah, which, we, which is what charity is all about. It's hoping you get something back on the other end. <laughs> right. No yeah. good deed goes unpunished. Right. So we'll get something. something no such thing as a selfless, de- a selfless good deed, right? Is that how it goes? I don't think so. I never heard uh, that before in my life. Good. I, I, thought, heard, that was, I thought that was a Larry David quote. Oh, that, that would make sense. That does sound like a Larry David See, I'm probably paraphrasing. I'm probably butchering it, but it's something like that. Speaking 
of Larry David. Yes. Okay, this is, I'll, I'll, get, I'll get to LD, but I'm going to start. I got to rewind a little bit. I remember I sent you a text message today about um, the Danny Aiello movie, 29th Street. Yeah. Yep. So we watched that, or I watched that last summer. I think we talked about it on the show. And yeah, I think we watched it around the same time. Yeah. We're just about a year out. Yep. And uh, so it sent me down a little bit of a rabbit hole because my friend had brought it up. So I started looking up like Danny Aiello because I had on this past weekend, I watched some, my favorite Danny Aiello movies called Dinner Rush. I hadn't seen it in years. I watched it again this weekend. Still, it's my favorite Aiello movie. It's fucking great in it. It's a great movie. And uh, so I was going down a list like what other Danny Aiello movies are there that I haven't seen that are like considered, you know, classic type movies or must see type movies. And there's not many out there because the movies he's in, he's not usually the star of the movie. He's usually like a third or fourth lead. Right. He's just like a, he's just a utility man. And I came across, so I went like down the, the streaming services. So I'm just going to, I'm going to give you like what's streaming. HBO Max has Jacob's Ladder. You know that one? I've heard of it. Who else is in that? T- Tim Robbins is uh, the lead. And Danny Aiello, I watched the, I watched, I watched the uh, the trailer. Danny Aiello has one line in the trailer, and it's a classic Aiello delivery. It's fucking great. I want to see it just <laughs> based on his one part. It seems like a really weird movie, um, but the Danny the Danny Aiello part in the trailer, I'm like, all right, I gotta watch it. I gotta see what he's talking about. Okay. The other, the other one, HBO Max, is something called Radio Days, which is a Woody Allen movie, and, and the. The the lead in it, according to IMDb, is Mike Starr, who's Frenchy, yeah, Frenchy, yeah, Frenchy. He's the he's also the guy. Uh, he's the gas man, and gas man, of course. <laughs> um, but in, I'm I'm going through the list because you know the, like Woody Allen movies are always like these ensemble casts, and it's from 1989, I think. And who's listed as the communist neighbor is Larry David. <laughs> Wow. He's got a role as the communist neighbor. This Woody Allen movie. So I we have communist I, neighbor. Yeah, so I got to see this one. I'm sure he's in it for ten seconds, but just for Aiello. And did Aiello have a line in this trailer too? I don't remember. I'm uh, looking at it right now. Let's see, Danny Aiello at, <clears throat> as Rocco. I think he did have a line in this trailer. I think this one was also like a, a classic Aiello delivery. Now, have you ever seen Moonstruck? Yeah, long never, time ago. I never saw it. That's uh, Cher, Cher, Nick Cage. Yeah, that's, that's all I got. That's so, yeah. It's supposed to be big amongst the times. Is that true? Not with me. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's it's like a it's like an Italian romantic comedy. All right, it's okay. And then you do uh, a lot worse than Moonstruck. I don't. I don't. Didn't really that much of a mark on me. It's not bad though. <laughs> I did watch the trailer for another one he was in. <clears throat> excuse me, that was more recently. That was looked like an abortion of a movie called Little Italy. And uh, I was about never like, heard of that one. It looks it looks so bad. This girl that like, goes somewhere and she's like a famous chef, not a famous chef, but she's a chef like overseas. But then she goes back home to Little Italy, but she's like rejecting small town life in Little Italy, and there's like a you know, her family doesn't like the other family. And, but like they both, they're own competing restaurants or something. And she falls for the guy. It looks just atrocious. 
Yeah. It's just atrocious. But IL is in it. And even though IL is in it, it's like an older version of him. I, I wouldn't see it. It looked bad. Yeah. It doesn't sound great. <laughs> he's, in a, he's in a movie called uh, Hudson Hawk with Bruce Willis. That I have heard of. I don't think I've seen that. That rings a bell, though. <laughs> I'm not sure it's any good, but, I mean, it's probably worth checking out. Uh, the Purple Rose of Cairo. I didn't really look at this. Didn't really look into this one. Purple Rose of Cairo is um, that's another Woody Allen. Is it? I didn't really that one. I was like the last one I saw, and I didn't do any further research into it. I'm pretty sure that's Woody Allen too. I don't know what it's about. It's just one of those movies I've always. It's about some uh, movie star, like '30s movie star, comes to life in modern day or something like that. Huh. I think that's what it said. Um, and the one, the one, so Jacob's Ladder and Radio Days, both of those, and HBO, I do want to see both of those. The other one I really need to see, which seems like like a classic low budget, like I just, a, what, I, what I think like IL is, I think if the, he did a lot of these, it's a classic low budget, bad script, bad acting, except for him, mm-hmm. he's like beautiful in it, is this movie called Power of Attorney. Uh, the, the trailer is just, I mean, cliche after cliche. And it makes, makes you want to just jump in and, and have a couple laughs. It's pretty good. Power of attorney. Yeah. Him what and, year is that one from? Uh, I want to say 1990, something like that. It's him and uh, Elias Katias. You know who that is? No. I'm sure I know from other things, but what I know him from is uh, he played Casey Jones in the Ninja Turtles movie. Oh, okay. Two times comeback. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Very nice. Wow. (laughs) Just pulled the Ninja Turtles call out of nowhere. That was impressive. (laughs) So, yeah. Oh, man. Power of attorney. That's on Amazon. It looks really bad, but it's like, you know, you don't want to think too much. You put something on just because it's – you get a couple of just ILO scenes where he's yelling for no reason. I mean, what was it called again? Power of Attorney? Power of Attorney, yeah. I'm on the Wikipedia page right now looking for it. Uh, oh, 95. It doesn't even have a Wikipedia page. I just see it on ILO's, uh, ILO's uh, Wikipedia page. All right, Joseph Scassi. Yeah, he's like, uh, yeah, he's a lawyer that maybe he's a criminal, maybe he's not a criminal, something like that. Yeah. And there's uh, The Last Don. That's on YouTube. That's a Mario Puzo book, which I think was a TV movie. But while I was on this YouTube hole, also found a like after-school special with Danny Aiello. And the guy just brings it, everything he was in. Classic Aiello moments in this fucking hour-long after-school special where he's playing a dad whose uh, wife died and he's got two daughters. And he's dating a woman who uh, he's dating a woman who has like a daughter who has a daughter of her own. So he's trying uh, to make it all work. So like there he is, like arm around the new woman, like walking away from his daughters, like blatantly just ignoring his daughters. And then whatever. Like I just kind of fast forwarded through it, but eventually, like in the end, he makes up and he ends up, you know, becoming friends with the other daughter. She accepts him as the dad and stuff. But I mean, there's some intense moments in it, though. You know, after school special. You know, yelling, yelling in the restaurant and stuff. She smacks him. The uh, oh yeah, the making a scene. Yeah. Him. Oh yeah, it's great. It's a big juggling act. 
It, the best part about that scene was Aiello was yelling at her in the middle of a restaurant. And then she smacks him. And that's when everybody in the restaurant goes, <gasps> not that he's like standing up, looming over this child and like yelling at her. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's okay. Why are they eating their fucking chicken piccata? <laughs> uh, yeah. But yeah, it's, YouTube will take you down some funky places, man. And <laughs> Oh, YouTube. Yeah. Maybe I, it's one I never really considered, but worth, well worth it. <laughs> YouTube came out in what, 2005? I have no idea. Is that right? I think it was 2005, so it's been 16 years. Yeah, it changed our lives. I'm still not sick of it. I'm still not sick of YouTube after all these years. Well, because you go so many different directions with it. And it's, per- it's perfect for my brain, I feel like. It's perfect for everyone. Like, everyone's got that type of brain where you just, you're all over the place. Do you have a... I feel, sp- like, I feel like this show is basically an inspiration for, like, a tribute to YouTube. It's all over the place. It's just you don't know yeah, what you're sure. going to get. Yeah, it's a good point. Yeah, we are the YouTube of podcasts. Our brains, yeah. our brains are YouTube's, YouTube brains. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. YouTube. That's it. It's just you, you start off wanting to go on and watch, I don't know, an old Yankee highlight. Before you know it, you're watching like JFK conspiracy videos. Right. Cause like, how the hell did I get here? Right, because you're thinking Yankees and you clicked on like a Joe DiMaggio thing and then you're clicking on Marilyn Monroe thing and you get to JFK and then, yeah, exactly how it works. Six degrees of YouTube. Yeah, it's crazy. Absolutely. What do you do? You have, do you have like a um, uh, there, is there is there a YouTube hole that you find yourself going down more often than not? Uh, I I don't think I have a specific. Obviously, I definitely use it for sports highlights, past and present. Sure. Okay. Probably more so past, you know, mm-hmm. old Yankee stuff. Um, but it's I don't know, man. It's it, you know because nowadays you have like an account, so it kind of. Uh, like if let's say you're looking up, uh, you know, Yankee sports stuff and you're looking up movie stuff, or you're looking up Soprano stuff. When you go on again, it'll be that kind of stuff that's waiting for you. So it's, it's like, it's really reading your brain and telling you here, this is the stuff you like. Here you go. And I'm kind of a sucker for that. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, if I go, if I like, if I go on YouTube right now on my phone, it's probably something I, a video I haven't even looked up, but First thing that pops up is an old like Opie and Anthony, Jim Norton and Anthony. Oh, oh it's, I don't even think it's an old. It's, I think he just had Jim Norton just had Anthony on his uh, serious show. Oh, okay. But like, I, I can't tell you the last time I watched anything with Norton or Opie and Anthony or whatever. But the fact that this pops up, it's like the first video that pops up, tells me that YouTube knows me. <laughs> Norton, Opie, Anthony. Yeah. That makes sense. Oh, and then that next thing that pops up is a cut 9-11 joke from Norm McDonald. 42-second oh. video. <laughs> Wait, Norm McDonald 9-11 joke? Only a 42-second video, so. I feel like I've heard this one before. Well, now you got you, you to tell me. I mean, I can just play it. It might come across. All right. It's, a, it. it's a very short video. Let's yeah, see. if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. All right, let's see. It's him and Nick Swartzen, it looks like, if you're familiar with him. Adam Stanley movies. Hey, for the ninth consecutive year, uh, JetBlue Airline ranked first for satisfaction on all North American airlines. But you know what ranked least in satisfaction? 9-11 airlines. What a terrible name for an airline. It reminded me of that tragedy. (laughs) 
That's your introduction to Norm McDonald, if you don't know him, That's, listeners. That is such a classic Norm McDonald delivery, and it's, it's an absurd joke. <laughs> just absurd. Yeah. Absurd. Yeah, I just pulled up uh, my YouTube and um, my suggestions are Warren Zevon's last appearance on David Letterman, uh, Hoosier's director... Reveals Gene Hackman hated something. The complete compilation of Larry Bird's greatest stories. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah, that's YouTube, man. They know. You like to do you like them catering to you? Well, yeah, I guess you can still- Yeah, I mean, I don't mind, you know, it, like something like that, like that norm video. I don't know if I ever would have saw it. So <laughs> like like now I just I just refresh it again. First thing that pops up is uh Larry Walker's at bat against Randy Johnson in the All-Star game when he turned his helmet around. Oh, nice. Yep. Yep. So, I mean, clearly YouTube – if that's not proof that YouTube's reading my brain by the three videos I just rattled off, (laughs) you know what I mean? Uh, The next one, a couple down, the intervention from Sopranos. They know, man. They just know. Yep. I don't even know when the last time I was looking up Sopranos – Clips was on YouTube, but I did watch an episode last night when I was falling asleep. So there you go. What episode did you watch? Uh, the Christopher one. The Columbus. Wow. Was it just next in next in line, or you picked it? Um, well, I've been listening to the podcast, and that was the episode that I was kind of like in the middle of. So I was like, yeah, let me gotcha. give it a give it a look. Gotcha. Yeah, we're not anywhere near October, but <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, I figured I'd uh, watch it. <laughs> Just water tonight. This white wine, you couldn't handle the white wine? Yeah, I wasn't going to open up another bottle of white wine just for the show, so I just had one glass. One glass with dinner. <laughs> well, I can't even say a glass. It was out of the bottle. But it was a glass, glass worth of white wine. All right. Yeah. So, so curious what it was. Uh, shit. <laughs> it was, uh, I probably bought it. What, uh, what did my wife tell me to get? I get, I think Chardonnay, maybe. It might not be it. It was something 33. That was the number on it. Rolling Rock? It's not as good as Rolling Rock, I can tell you that. <laughs> Oh, we got to do. We got to have a little jarts tournament on the side of that on that Memorial Day Wolf Ball tournament. I'm in. I'm in for jarts. I like. Oh, I'm yeah. a big. I'm. I'm big. Uh, big jarts guy. Man, wow! So that was the first time, and it's got to be those jarts. I wonder if you can get the real jarts for sale or just the uh, the shit jarts. Just to have some extra. Just have some extra. Uh, I guess they're just called jarts. Some extra jarts. Yeah, it's all like the pussy jarts. 
That was my that was my introduction into the game. I didn't even know jarts was really a thing. So if you like Google jarts, eighty dollars for the real deal, hundred ninety nine dollars for these for the metal tipped ones. So what jarts is is um, it's like basically little arrows that you kind of throw that are weighted. So when you toss them, like they kind of go up, and then the weight comes down and like you know brings them back down to the ground, so they land squarely in the in the ground, like you know direct hit every time. So they land, you know, and make a make a really deep hole in the ground. Um, they've like pussied them up over the years, and now they're like bald at the bottom, and they waddle when when they're like teeter toys or something. They waddle yeah. when they when they land, and. Uh, me and that were, oh, we have some yards, $114. We have some yards uh, left over from the good old 80s. And we're, we kind of made up a game where there's only three of them and we'd like send one out and then closest to the original jar gets a point, basically. that's It's that's a play on bocce, basically. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's bocce with uh, dangerous weapons. Right. Um, exactly. so that's what we're talking about. I don't know. I did a terrible job of describing it, but bottom line is you can't find like the, the real jarts anywhere. Look at that. that's unfortunate. Vintage vintage Regent slider jarts, lawn darts model, game box only with two rings. So I guess like the rings used as targets, sixty five dollars just the box, and this box is beaten up. Sixty five dollars. They're used, you said. It's it's just the box in. Oh, it's just the that's bizarre. Yeah, you've just the be, box. You've got to be able to make these though, right? It can't be that hard to make. Yeah, he'd probably do it. Probably a little tricky, but I don't know. I'd have to examine. I have to examine the ones that are already made. I like that they're so uh, in demand, though, that you're able to probably get a few bucks for these jars that are the real deal. They are that in demand? Like, I've never even seen anyone play play it. Well, just the fact that they're – oh, wait a second. Here we go. Vintage metal lawn jarts. I can, we can get two jarts for – I fucking just saying jarts sounds so stupid. 50 bucks. Only so, two. Only two, two red ones. <laughs> and one looks ripped. One of the wings looks all fucked up. So they don't make these anymore? Not, not like this, they don't. They, they make them, but with like, you know, the safety ones. Ah, that's, that's not a real jart. It's not a real jart. Fugazi jart, yeah. It's a lo- well, they're called lawn darts. The fuck, man? Box only. These who? It's really depressing. I don't want any I don't want any safe charts. No, it's they're whatever. They're whatever. I have I have them, but it's not the same. No. Because you know, because something on the line. Because they they bounce like with the with the lawn darts. They got to be. You have to be accurate. They got to land. You have to land it perfect. With yeah. uh, the other with the safety ones, you, they got to you got to bounce them and they roll around and you could. You could probably pop it out of there with the other one if you play it well. It's not the same. Not the same. All right. No. There you go. There's your lawn darts rundown. 
and apparently it's impossible to find them. High demand. Who knew? Yeah, I'm sitting on a fortune. Yeah, maybe you're going to retire on jarts. No way. Three jarts. No way I'm selling them. Priceless. Yeah, exactly. So, all right. You got anything at before uh, we wrap this up? Anything we missed? Tapped. That's it. All right. Well, hope everybody uh, enjoyed the show. And if you didn't, go fuck yourself. Uh, But thank you for listening. As always, pleasure to have you aboard and uh, appreciate you spending the time with us. Uh, We'll be back here on Monday with more Sunday Pour. Until then, eh, see what you have to say. Hey, we'll catch you next week, and uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, See you later. All right. I feel like we need to do like a second intro after after the uh, the show ends to be like, all right, now it's talking baseball with uh, the Sunday Poor guys this week in baseball. Yeah, it's a little twist. That's it. Um, yeah. So you got to help me out. Like, I didn't really. I was the last couple of days for the last day of the Brave series. And uh, today I was busy running around. I didn't really get to watch much, most of the game. I was listening to John and Susan, and they are they're watching the game on they're watching the game on TV, which you would think in HD with the cameraman helping them out, like showing them what they need to watch. You would think they'd be a little bit better, but somehow they're even worse uh, with the game on TV. Like John just seems so confused um, by what he's doing. It's uh, it's unbearable. He's so bad. It's like he's analyzing the Sapruder film. Back, back into the left. Yeah, exactly. It's, yeah. it's brutal. Yeah. yeah, it's not. It's, it's Why can't they travel? Is it, is it their decision? Because I don't think. It might be. He was I sick. don't think the ES guys are traveling either, are they? Um, Kay is, but O'Neill is doing it. Kay wasn't in Tampa, though, was he? Oh, no. I didn't realize that. I thought he was in Cleveland. I, I was paying I attention. Know. He might have been. O'Neill's not. And I know O'Neill's not. I know O'Neill talks about all the time how he's not. I've watched the games enough to know that O'Neill's not there because he talks about it. Nah, he doesn't give a shit. No, he's like, Um, today he was like, my commute was from uh, the kitchen to up here. I was like, oh, yeah, he's loving it. Yeah, yeah. loving it. Uh, All right, so let's see. What do you want to know? All right, positives. We'll start on a positive note. Uh, is your, we're up to make sure I have this it, right. Is your is your are your feelings on the Yankees uh, any more positive overall today than they were a week ago, or even three days ago? Are they any more positive? Yeah, your overall thoughts. No. Okay. Uh, no, not even, not even a little bit. You don't think um, you don't think this is the start of a little like. Glaber got going a little bit. Odor got going a little bit. Judge, bunch, I mean, I didn't like I said, I didn't see, but three walks. Uh, seems like you know that's putting together good at bats. Um, or do you think that just tomorrow Hicks is going to be in the three holes? Sanchez is going to be batting eighth, and uh, they're all going to be terrible again. <laughs> well, I don't know. It could be. I mean, it could be. It's just I got to see more than one. I mean, this is probably the most signs. 
They said this is the first time they scored five or more runs since April 11th. Today's April 22nd. Ugh. It's 11 days. You play every day in baseball. It's a week and a half and not cracking the five-run mark. Yeah. Uh, no, nah, but I don't feel any better only because, I mean, they still have the same. I mean, they, they still have the same. Even if they rattle off 10 in a row, they still have the same issues. I mean, it's still not going anywhere. Um, obviously, today was inspiring because they, you know, they fought from behind. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I would say from a week ago, yeah, they still – I still feel basically the same way. You know, positives, Glaber, obviously you said it, three hits. Mm-hmm. He looked better, coupled with uh, two strikes too, shortened up his stroke a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I would say Herman, who yeah. that first inning – I mean, that first inning, oh, it was just disgusting. It was. It just felt like, all right. So this is just. This is just life now. This is just the Yankees are the worst team in the league. They don't play. <laughs> they don't play defense. And they don't do anything right. It's like this is just what it's going to be all season. Uh, and her. I don't know how many exactly were earned. Not that that really mattered. He made an error himself. Gardner's should have been an error. That was serious home cooking that they gave uh, the kid, uh, Cesar Hernandez, a hit. Mm-hmm. And Mike Ford, not an easy play, but that should have been an uh, error too. So it was bad. It was just horrible. I mean, three out of the first five hitters didn't reach on errors, but it was just shoddy defense on every play. So that was horrible. Sure. Uh, for, him to re- for him to rebound, because it looked like he was going to kind of fall apart, he gets out of that first inning. And then I think he got into trouble in the second inning too. But then after that, he was kind of, he kind of settled in. So Herman is a positive. That's right. that's. Let's see that. I'll, that I'll say I feel a little bit better about is Herman. That's yeah. That's one of the first guys we've seen in a while respond to to uh, adversity with uh, respond to it with something positive and kind of re- rebound and right. It's not not really his fault what what happened in the first inning. I mean, they had the air, but, you know, not really his fault. The, the three runs is kind of a sloppy inning. Frazier, lackadaisical, getting it into the yeah. second base wasn't good. That, that bothered me. So Ramirez double, yeah. 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 Um, so they, and that, that could, you know, a picture that could get unraveled. It gets in your head, you're thinking it's not your day, and then uh, you're pressing too much or you're clenching your ass used too much. And the next thing you know, a couple go over the wall and you're in the hole and that's it. And it's another bad day for, at the office. But yeah, you're right. That is a positive for mine. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll take, take that performance today. Even against, you know, you got to play who's in the, we're going to get this net for if, until they play any good teams. You're going to get it. Oh, even against the Indians, you know, we'll take it. But yeah. Know. And uh, I mean, in six innings nowadays feels like a complete game. Yeah, get six mm-hmm. innings out of your starter. It's like wow, only have to get nine outs today. Yeah, out of the bullpen, incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and he and he finished strong. You know, he retired seven in a row to uh, end to end his uh, night. So that was nice seeing him finish strong. Um, I don't know how many pitches they let him go. But, uh, they let him go. Let's see, ninety. All right, ninety pitches. All right. That's, I mean, that's just what it is nowadays. Probably could have squeezed, but he went lasagna seventh, green in the eighth, and uh, Chapman. So, you know, it, it was a solid win. And, and there's no way I thought after that first inning they were coming back. There's no Yankee fan who was watching that first inning that was like, yeah, they, they're going to come back. There's no way. You thought it was 8 2. 
final. Mm-hmm. All right, so that's the positive. Uh, and you mentioned Judge. I guess that's positive. Judges looked all right. Uh, and you know, Lemay, you had a nice. Uh, oh, and all right. Well, here, here's here's another. Uh, oh, Judge. Also I don't know if it's. Walk. I don't know if it's. What's Judge, that? Judge also probably walked three times because Ford was in behind him. <laughs> Why would you give Judge anything to hit? <laughs> yeah, I mean that's just. Yeah, we'll go there now. I mean, Mike Ford, nice guy and all. Oh, people love people love Ivy Leaguers. You know what I mean? Whenever, whenever, like Ryan Fitzpatrick, you know, football. Like whenever somebody's an Ivy Leaguer, like people just love it. I didn't realize. I mean, Mike Ford's not any good. Where do you go to? Where do you go to school? Princeton. Not even a good one. (laughs) That's where all the dummies go. Princeton Tigers. I like Mike Ford. He just looks like uh, a guy you would, a guy you might run into at Seven Eleven picking up candy. Like exactly. A guy, exactly. A guy that's at the, sl- the slush machine. Well, that's why I like him. I, but I, I don't like him enough to bat him forth, though. Yeah, I, I don't understand how two out of the first four hitters in the lineup are basically backup slash platoon guys. Gardner hitting leadoff. And, like, listen, I like Gardner and all. He's been a really good Yankee, professional, spark plug, all those things. Like, it's just about over for Gardner. Why the fuck? This guy, he goes from being the three-hitter to the bench, you know, as the fourth outfielder, mm-hmm. back to hitting leadoff. I don't, I don't understand it. I just don't understand it. And then like, now he's dropping balls in left field. Now I don't want to make this anti-Brett Gardner. It's just an organizational approach that's fucking broken when it tells you that Brett Gardner is supposed to be your three-hitter or your leadoff hitter. It makes no sense. Zero. I'm sorry you guys have no fucking lefties in the team, but talk to the GM about that and just put your best (laughs) players out there, all right? Like, what are you going to do? You're going to fucking just go put lefties out there because they're lefties? Eh, that's lefty. And put him out (laughs) there just because you need a fucking lefty? I mean, it's not not how it works. It doesn't make make any sense. It's just, you know, if, if, if any of these guys can bring anything to the table and you're like, all right, well maybe, uh, you know, maybe this is the guy we'll, we'll, we'll work out, throw him in the five hole or something. I don't, I don't know. But it doesn't make, none of these guys, you're right. Mike Ford is alternate site guy. Gardner's 50 years old. Hicks right. is atrocious. I got, yeah, just, Mike Ford in the cleanup spot. I mean, yeah, uh, what are we it, doing? You're, you're really like taking the lefty righty thing to an extreme. Like I remember like Buck Showalter doing it. Yeah, and it, and, it, and and it would be like Gerald Williams playing the outfield instead of uh, I don't know, like Luis Polonia or something. Yeah, and he, and for a reason, like I like Gerald Williams or didn't whatever, whatever it was, it was still like driving me nuts. Like this, like, just put your best player in there, and I was like twelve years old. But like now, it just, now it makes even less sense because at least Gerald Williams and Luis Polonia were on the same kind of level. Yeah, but, you know, you're, you're putting guys, you're breaking up, you know, guys who. Like breaking up Judge and Lemayu, <laughs> um, or well, that, that's not what we did tonight. But like, j- just you know, putting putting Ford to protect Judge makes no sense. Makes no sense at all. Just put your best players in order, man. I don't know why they want to reinvent the wheel, and it's not even reinventing the wheel because it's just it, it just it, it's just dumb. You don't have the horses. You don't have the horses. What are you trying to run with them? Yeah, 
you're trying to, you know, trying to uh, turn chicken shit into chicken salad, right? Yeah. That's yeah. that how it goes. That's basically yeah. what they're telling you. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense, man. Like you, you have a team full of stud righties. Stack them up. Yeah, and I don't. And I don't good. care if this is an overreaction to tonight, but like Glaber has to hit in the top three. I don't know if it's second. I don't know if it's third. Just we have to figure out what we have. Just put them there. And I know they're just reluctant to – they don't want to take the training wheels off them, but, like, enough is enough. I'm nervous about Glaber, man. Oh, yeah, extremely nervous. But, like, I don't know. Hopefully tonight was a step in the right direction. I don't know. He never hits good teams, though. I did, so I did a little research on Glaber this week. Uh-oh. You want some numbers? <laughs> I got some numbers. I mean, I mean, I know his numbers against the Orioles. I just, I just pulled. What the fuck is it? Oh, maybe, maybe I don't have any numbers in it. I thought I had numbers. But aren't his playoff numbers actually strangely good? Um, that's maybe I don't know. I didn't look up playoff numbers. I just looked yeah, up. I'm, I'm worried about Glaber mentally a little bit. Yeah, there's no power. Right. And when a young kid like that, he can get into his head. He, I mean, the kid at 38 home runs a couple of years ago. So, yeah. he, you know, he has, the, he has the tools. But you're right. If he gets into his head that, uh, that maybe he's losing or something, then it's, that could be he starts pressing and that's no good. Yeah. And then, uh, no, go ahead. His OPS against teams okay. under five. So I just did splits under 500, over 500. Okay. Take it for what it's worth. I was bored at work and I didn't, I didn't, wasn't in a YouTube mood. So this is where I went with this was labor stats. His OPS is a hundred points lower against teams above 500. Like you expect. hundred points lower. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you expect there to be right. Some dip, right. The better teams should be harder to play against. Yeah, his average is thirty points lower. He slugs seventy percent, seventy points lower, on base thirty points lower, OPS minus a hundred. Maybe there's just the Orioles that are fucking up the numbers. It could be yeah, the Orioles are. The Orioles are just inflating yeah. the under five hundred numbers. That could be. That could be. All right. Yeah, I, we'll see about Glaber. I'm definitely worried about Glaber though. Hasn't been the same since he moved to shortstop. You're absolutely right about that. I do. Not I, been the same. I am curious about the playoff numbers now. You said that. I, I'm curious to see. And I think he actually has good numbers in the playoffs. Whatever they're, I mean, they are kind of a weak. Whatever numbers they are, they're kind of little. Yeah, not a lot of things skewed. Yeah, maybe hitting. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he hasn't been the worst playoff guy though. Uh, so what else for negative? Um, no stand tonight. I guess that was technically a positive. I'm just ready for him to go on the IL. Just get hurt already. Enough. You know what I mean? Go on the IL for like three months so we can free up the DH spot. Isn't it crazy for years? We're like, oh, one, they could all be healthy at the same time. And now here they are healthy at the same time. <laughs> it's atrocious. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like Stan, I've seen enough of, but that's, you know, what else is yeah, new? Par for the Frazier is another guy. I mean, this guy just keeps taking fastballs right down the fucking middle. If you're going to wear a headband that has your name and your number on it, man, you can't have one RBI. You can't be just switch. I mean, this fucking guy, 
He's just taking pitches down the middle, man. It's like he's guessing wrong. I mean, I don't blame you because you're not hitting them. You may as well just look at them and hope that they're out of the strike zone. So he's killing me a little bit. I've lost any – I never was a, like a huge Clint Frazier guy, but now I'm just like it's, it's not going to happen for him. Yeah, he'll do things like last night where he kind of – he busted his ass for that ball, and you're like, all right, that's the kind of guy – if that's the kind of guy he is, like you need 10 guys like that, right? But then, right, he sees at bats and he's just, he, he thinks so. he is a little bit too much without, without doing anything on the baseball field. It's like, all right, let's, let's have some success on the field before we start celebrating ourselves so much. You know what I mean? Yeah, and the way Gardner's looked, I feel like you gotta you gotta keep running Frazier back out there. Like, let's see, Gardner has yeah, looked old and terrible. Like, I I gotta I just keep playing Frazier. If it if it gets that bad where Gardner takes his job, then so be it. But for now, like I I gotta keep playing Frazier more yeah, times than not. We gotta know what we have with the guy. I mean, he is yeah. your he is he's probably your best option, but we don't know it because you don't play him enough. I mean. Yes, but the, when he has played, it's been uninspiring to this point. But, yeah, let's just see what you have. Let, he has. He's one of those guys that you've got to see develop on the field. And if he feels like going over three is going to, you know, have him miss three games in a row, he's going to be pressing. And he can't play ball like that. Right. You've got to plant. Send him out there tomorrow. You just have to plant. Yeah, a veteran guy can, like, deal with that kind of shit. But a kid who's, who never had a full-time job in the league, that fucks with your head, man. Yeah. All right, so now this is, this, this is the question. This is the million-dollar question. Because I think we've entered this territory. Are we ready to have a platoon behind the plate? <laughs> if platoon, platoon you mean have Gary Sanchez as the <laughs> permanent backup, then I, yeah, I'm all for having a platoon. I think, I think you got to start the guy Shoka, man. I really do. He's a better catcher in a, in a position that, is I mean defense is just as important as offense, equally. Yeah. Um, and he he's hitting. He, and plus his swing is pretty sweet. He has been hitting. He has he's, been hitting, and he's, he's looked good. He's got a nice swing, man. It really does. Are you are you worried he would be exposed a little bit over a long period of time as the starter? Yeah, I am, but I don't think it would affect him at all, though. I, that's fine if he's a two forty hitter. That I can like dunk it in once in a while. That's I, I'll take that. And he's solid behind the plate. That's fine. Gary's so going. Plate. So going forward, what do you think? Do you think uh, it's probably going to be about fifty fifty? I think it's going to be fifty fifty. Like I think Sanchez yeah. plays tomorrow. Yeah, and then Saturday Cole's pitching. So I got Shioka's playing. Then I think Sanchez catches Sunday. I think it's going to be for yeah for the immediate future. I think it's going to be fifty fifty. If Gary doesn't start doing anything, I think we'll see. I think it's got to – By Memorial Day, Kyle could have the job? Yeah, I could see that. Like you play seven games in a week, Kyle's catching at least I, four to five. Like I, Kyle's I could, catching five of them out of could, seven games. I can see that, yeah, for sure. He's, he's catching Cole, so he's in at least that one. Right, and he's doing shit like this, man. Why not? Why the fuck not? I think we're yeah. I think we're getting there. I think we're at the point now where it's a platoon, it's a fifty-fifty, and it's yeah. only gonna, it's only yeah. gonna get, end up with more playing yeah. time for a guy. Shield, Gary's got a. I mean, he hasn't done anything, man. And he's he's, he's a bats or he's a he puts together terrible at bats. He never gets a big hit. 
his, and I don't know if this is on a, if I'm grading him on a curve, but his at bats, even though he's over his last whatever, haven't even been as bad as like the like I can name I can name five guys in the team who've had worse at bats. I feel I feel like I feel like a week ago we talked about him and I was more positive about him, and I feel like ever since then he got a little bit of a Sunday poor curse. Cause I, like, he, like last night, he had a terrible at bat. Yeah. And a swing through pitches. Where he needed him. Yeah. And they, I did, yeah, he's got a big hole in his bat. And, uh, yeah, he's, he, he's a shell of what we once was. And, like, sometimes it's just, it's, you know, it's just not going to work out. And I don't, I don't think it's going to work out for the guy. I really don't. <laughs> I just don't think he's going to be that good anymore. Yeah. That's probably, uh, the way we're going. By the way, David Weathers' kid is pitching for the Padres tonight. Oh yeah, I saw. I didn't know that was his kid. I got it on. I got it on right now. I didn't know that. Ryan was. Ryan Weathers. Yeah, I saw um, some plunk, plunk Muncie. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I guess that's it on the Yanks. Were uh, you? Were, were you? I can get you fired up about Boone right now if you want. I don't know if you heard what comment he made. I think. I think he should be fired. And I'm, I'm, that's, well, yeah, I mean, he's not going to get fired. That is, that is my I, – I, I, like maybe last year or the year before, I was kind of like, all right, let's let it play out. He's got to kind of get his feet wet. And last year was kind of like, you know, a pass year. I think he's terrible. I think he's awful. I think he's, he's got to go. I'm, I'm, fire Brett, I'm fire Brett Boone. Fire Bob Boone. Fire all the Boones. <laughs> Bob Boone's been fired two times. <laughs> fire! I'm in. I'm in fire. Uh, Aaron Boone forever territory. I don't want to. I don't like him. I think he's. I think he's terrible, and he should. In every minute he's in a Yankee uniform as a manager is a wasted minute. Oh uh, yes. Yeah. What do you got to say to get me fired up about him? No, I was gonna say it's funny <laughs> that back in the day it. It used to be, what's it going to take for you to keep your job? Now it's what I don't know what you got to do to get fired. Oh, uh, I know. Yeah, he's like these guys' best fucking friends, man. Like it's it's unbelievable where your job as a manager isn't to fucking coddle them, be sure they're comfortable in, in all their losing and bad. Yeah, play. what did he say about Glaber today? What do you say? Yeah, he had a quote about Glaber about how he talked to him. Uh, what was the phrase he used? Care factor. Oh, your job is to get the best out of these fucking players no matter what. And that means kicking some ass sometimes. Kick some fucking ass. And if they can't fucking handle it, then how are they going to handle the booze in Boston? How are they going to handle fucking getting yelled at uh, in, in Cleveland? I mean, in Cleveland, for Christ's sake, when uh, David Wells was warming up for a playoff game, there, there, there were fans yelling at him about his dead mother. And he went out there and fucking yeah. played, fucking played fine. Yeah. How are they going to handle it if you can't take a little ass kicking from your manager? Why are they so fucking soft now? Doesn't make it, it fat, but that's what fucking gets me so mad. Like, there's no, it's ever, anytime that anybody is in a slump or sucks, it's like, oh, well, the other team gets paid too. It's like, oh, well, they're just, you know, they just need to get back to a good place. Uh, no, they, they're just playing like shit right now. They got to fucking get out of their own way and figure it the fuck out. Sometimes yeah. players are just playing like shit, and they need to be held. And they need to be let. They don't need to be told that. And not for nothing, if you can't go on fucking Evan Roberts and Cart and Craig Carton 
and be like, yeah, he's playing like a bum right now or something along those lines and sit there and protect him. Like, you got to tell him, like, yeah, you played terribly today. I'm going to get asked about this in interviews tomorrow, and I'm going to tell them what I'm telling you right now, that you cannot do that, that you're a New York Yankee, that you cannot dog it on any kind of play. You can't, you know, <laughs> you can't hold back. I'm going to tell him what – I go, well, that's between us. Well, fuck you, man. Tell him that the whole world's going to know. The whole world's fucking talking about it anyway. Say, like, I'm not throwing you under the bus – uh, Glaber, I'm not, I'm not throwing it under the bus, but I'm going to ask about it, and I'm not going to beat around the bush about it because that's unacceptable. And we, we don't do that on this team. And if you keep doing it, you're going to be in the fucking bench, so, you know, more often than not. We'll yeah. Without you. The exact quote was Glaber's care factor is where it needs to be. The Never heard care mean? factor. What the fuck does that mean, my care factor? Care for my fucking balls. <laughs> Get a fucking warm fucking washcloth and come care for my balls, Aaron. <laughs> fucking asshole like, what is that that is I, look man jesus christ if i like, not, not to make it about like the work of men versus him but if i fucked up at work they weren't gonna be like are you feeling okay today like no you just cost us x amount of dollars can we not do that again man we yeah. can't do that again if you did it again we're gonna i'm gonna have to talk to this one who's gonna have to talk to this one and we're gonna then we you know we're gonna have a problem <laughs> yeah Oh, so that wasn't even the thing that I was going to say would get you fired up. <laughs> All right. I think up? what he said today was about how they, they're playing 13 days in a row. Oh, now. my oh, God. That's another thing. Yeah, you're right. All, I thought, the, all the guys are getting a day off. I thought about this, too. I fucking thought about this, too. Yeah. Can, I, can one player, can one fucking player, can Aaron Judge go to the fucking manager and be like, I don't want to fucking sit. I'm the fucking two-hitter on the New York fucking Yankees. I've been playing this game my whole goddamn life. I love this fucking game. I want to be out there on the grass leading this team every fucking day. I want to win the next 13 games. I don't need a fucking day off. I had enough goddamn days off when I was hurt on the injured list. All that I missed too much time already. Yeah. I don't want to yeah. miss time now when I'm fucking healthy. Can one guy go to the manager and be like, I don't, don't fucking sit me. Can DJ go to the manager and be like, don't sit me. And just fucking fight him on it. One guy. Please. Except for Stanton. Stanton, take a day. No, please. Don Carlo, please. Put your feet Come up. Come on. Nero Bleak is looking a little tender. Rest your oblique. Yeah. For late November, please. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, so just, that's the state right there. Uh, what are we, 7-11? 7-11? Yes. Is that the record? So soft. 7-11, yeah. 6 and yeah, 7-11. Yeah. Oh man! Oh man! You're right. I mean, that's so funny that you said that because I, 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 <laughs> I was just mumbling to myself like, well, "What? What? Thirteen days in a row?" <laughs> yeah, it's kind of oh, lame to bring up. Twenty-five, twenty-six, twenty-seven years old, and you need a day off from playing baseball. No, I mean, it's I'm not saying it's not. I'm not saying it's easy to play every day. I'm not saying this doesn't take a little bit out of you. I'm saying fight the fuck through it. Great. Oh, I should. I guess I should have mentioned Odor as a positive too. I forgot to mention it. Anything, Probably had the two yeah. biggest hits of the season. Yeah, it's true. In a seven and eleven year, yeah, yeah. And he, yeah, didn't even play the first half of the season with us so far. <laughs> Was he here yeah. for the first two and a half weeks, whatever. Oh my god. Well, you know, you know, you say this is like therapy. I feel worse than I did. I felt, you know, we had a win and I felt pretty good. And now I feel like shit because I was still, we're still led by a doofus. And tomorrow's lineup is just like, 
when when you get the alert on your phone that the lineup has been set, you kind of like take a deep, like close your eyes, take a deep breath, like, oh, what am I going to see today? I don't think I get an alert on my phone. Do you get an alert? Yeah, I think MLB.com. I think I get uh, when the lineup is released, they send it to me. Uh, I, I, just see, I just see it on Twitter. Uh, you texted me like right after I got it yesterday. I thought, oh, I just assumed you had seen the, the alert. Uh, I keep Twitter up on my work computer all day, so. Gotcha. That's not addicting at all. That's not a problem. No. <laughs> Twitter, I use Twitter. Hey, I'm one of the few people that uses Twitter for the good. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm all positivity on Twitter. Gambling and OJ, is that what it is? That's it. Frances, oh, I get Frances alerts. <laughs> yeah, but that, it, OJ makes more sense to when you're saying that you're in it for the positive. <laughs> well, I don't think I get OJ alerts anymore. Francesa, Francesa was tweeting. She had a couple good ones tonight. Good to see things looking up for the Yanks on the road. That was in the bottom of the first. <laughs> and then in the third inning, when they tied it up, Indians look as bad as the Yanks. Things are looking up. <laughs> that was it. Like Francesa on the fan. <laughs> Back after this. All right. All right, Ant. I'll get this out. Good stuff. Thanks for following right. me up after a win. I thanks, thanks. That's it's gonna be a long season. <laughs> Let's see. All right. One, one day at a time. That's it. I'll talk to you later. All right.